you know, when you're doing things that you don't like, you know, you get disciplined. When you're doing things you love, you create that discipline for yourself. Hey everyone, it's not the voice you're expecting, but hi, it's Devanchi Mehta. You might recognize me from previously co-hosting the career series with Michael. I'm stoked to be back on the pod and for the hundredth episode of our future, I'm interviewing Michael himself about this crazy brand he's built over the past eight months. Without further ado, I'm passing it off to Michael Sikand, the founder and creator of Our Future. Hey, 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 what is up, everybody? Whether you've listened just the past episode or you've listened to the past 100, thank you so much. It means the world to me to have people supporting the vision for this podcast. And Dev, it's great to have you back as well. I know things got pretty busy with you, uh, but it was great to have you. And I'm so excited to have you back. You've been such an amazing advocate of this brand. And there was nobody that I wanted more to have this conversation with than you. So uh, it's really an honor, you know, having my own voice here and sharing my own insights on this podcast instead of asking the questions. And, you know, I'm not super used to, to doing the interviews themselves, getting better at it over time. But yeah, I'm just super excited. Thank you so much for taking the time out to interview me course. And hey, I'm sure you're going to crush it. Um, as you've been so used to asking questions yourself, I know you probably have all the answers. So <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> getting right into it. Tell me, how did you even come up with this crazy idea? Eight months ago, what happened? And, and how did you kind of get the ball rolling? Yeah, I don't think that the idea of hosting a podcast was too new when I did decide to throw myself into it. I think that I was enamored by the podcasting industry pretty early on. So I had always commuted a long way to high school. So to Harker, I lived in Santa Cruz. And to Stevenson, when I commuted from Santa Cruz to Monterey, which was about an hour, and podcasts were this amazing quantum of solace when I was done bumping, you know, hip hop and getting really hyped on the road, I would listen to podcasts it was always business podcast for me because I'm just obsessed with business. And it's always been something I've been really passionate about. Uh, didn't really occur to me that I should jump into it. And then quarantine hit and I went home and I, I was running on the beach with my friend Jonah. And I think that's when the idea really popped into my head. I couldn't stop thinking about creating a better business podcast, one that was the perfect one for me. A lot of people who start businesses say, oh, I created this business because this product didn't exist in the world. And like, I wanted to be the consumer. I wanted to create a product that if I were not the host, I would religiously listen to. And uh, that was on the tenets of, you know, a podcast hosted by someone young, full of energy, you know, shorter, not such long drawn out episodes. You know, I feel like most of the most business content is really stale. Um, I was inspired by The Morning Brew and uh, Robin Hood Snacks. Both of those brands have done an amazing job of bringing energy and passion to business content, taking the, you know, the stale dry dryness out of it. And I really wanted to do that and create kind of the go-to podcast for young business leaders. No, that sounds absolutely incredible. And in your hundred podcasts, you've interviewed people from Facebook, Instacart, Bain. I mean, what was it like sending these first few cold emails? How did you, how did you get started reaching out to these professionals? Yeah, so well, my first interview was my friend's mom, Susan, who I was lucky enough to speak to yesterday about, you know, some questions I had about legal stuff. And then my second interview was my dad. <laughs> and then my third interview was my friend's dad. And then the fourth interview was actually an alumni of Michigan Ross. And a lot of my early interviews were actually interviews with the uh, alumni of Michigan Ross. 
uh, my school. You know, just that camaraderie of being a Michigan Wolverine, it goes a long way over a cold email. Uh, whatever school you go to, you know, people are, are very willing to support you. So what I did is I took the Ross alumni magazine and I went through it and I cold emailed every single person that was featured in there. And my first, you know, 10, 12, 15 interviews were from that book, were from that that pamphlet, that Ross alumni magazine. Um, and from there, I think I, you know, just generated some credibility for myself and got some good names on there. And from there, I started reaching out to people who were even weren't at Michigan Wolverines. So, you know, it, it all started with that alumni network and, you know, even just my friend's mom, Susan, she was the first ever episode. You know, if you go back and listen, I'm a, I'm a much different a much different person than, than I am today. <laughs> For sure. And this question, I know you've touched on it a little bit through your LinkedIn content, but I know you've been recognized by Michigan Ross and your high schools and even people at your elementary school. And that is incredible because it's super clear that you've had a profound impact on not only your peers and the students there, but also the faculty. But when you know, external things run dry a little bit. How do you keep that motivation going and how do you keep yourself producing new content? I think that whenever you start something new, a lot of validation will flood in from friends and family and people who give you a pat on the back. That's so cool. You're launching a new podcast, but then it just becomes regular. Like the stuff you're posting, they expect that. So how do you stay motivated when you aren't getting your phone blown up all the time? And I think there's a unique period for entrepreneurs where they go from launch and then they they do stuff and then they get more credit and validation for it later on. Like I, I've gotten some of that recently. And now so many people are reaching out via Instagram and inviting me to speak. And there's that period in between before you've really made somewhat of a name for yourself where you really are alone. And you do have to find that validation, that, that motivation from within. I do recall uh, a few weeks uh, when school started again after the summer and when I had to balance our future and go into class. And, you know, there were late nights where I just couldn't finish a podcast. I was tired and I was upset and I was feeling like I didn't have enough big names lined up and I just felt like the work was piling up. And it's just, I felt so burnt out. I think that those times come and they they go and that's just part of of building something like there is that that loneliness and that that burnout that can occur it's really important just to acknowledge those moments and to really find ways to mitigate how that happens whether it's through time management or taking care of yourself uh you know exercise has been huge for me as a way to escape and, and open up my mind get the endorphins flowing and realizing that this isn't you know, this is a this is a long-term thing right it isn't just a a one night thing. And when you're in media, right, you have an audience. And I always feel like I want to release content for that audience. Like, I feel like there's people are expecting it of me. And that was from day one. So that's been a huge driver to stay motivated and to stay creating content because I, I have an audience that I want to keep entertained and to always be giving them awesome stuff. 
For sure. And and thanks for bringing light to that burnout period. You know, I feel like you're a perfect example or, and, and I think many entrepreneurs are of this notion that motivation comes and goes and it'll come and go in waves as it always does. But the one thing that'll carry you through is discipline. And I think that that is super admirable, you know, releasing a episode every Thursday, no matter what happened. Um, that, that is what was really crazy. And I think what really drove you to this hundred mark. So congratulations. It's incredible. But I don't think that discipline is possible unless you're extremely passionate about that thing. I don't think that you can, I don't think that you can have discipline when you're doing something you don't love. To this day, the first thing I think about in the morning is our future. And the last thing I think about at night is our future. And all I can think about is podcast and growing this media brand. And I'm still as passionate about it as I was from day one. So obviously this is my calling and it's really easy to be disciplined when you love what you're doing. You know, you know, when you're doing things that you don't like, you know, you get disciplined when you're doing things you love, you create that discipline for yourself. I'm married to the game. I'm married to the game. hundred <laughs> percent. Really well put. And, and I know as all entrepreneurs, like day one, you have a vision and you have a passion and the passion is what really fuels you to keep going. But we're here podcast 100 and you obviously don't have the same vision anymore. It's evolved. You know, you have a newsletter, you're releasing career consulting guides. Like how do you feel about all of this? And can you tell me a little bit about how it's evolved? Yeah, I think one lesson I've learned from a lot of entrepreneurs is when you start something out, like it'll look so much different after time. Very rarely is your initial hypothesis correct. I think that my initial hypothesis was correct. There isn't enough content designed for Gen Z business leaders, for young business leaders. I mean, this is how it evolved. It went from me interviewing kind of the cream of the crop business leaders, you know, from iconic brands, well-known companies, well-known people, you know, the kind of person or leader you read about in Forbes. Then I said, well, I want to launch a newsletter to reach thousands of more people. And that's the Our Future newsletter and give just thousands of more people a taste of this unique brand, our voice and all the crazy stuff we're learning as young people in business. So people could really get a taste and a feel and get exposed to to our mission and our podcast. And at this point, nearly 50,000 people have opened our newsletter. You know, over 2000 people are reading it a week and it was amazing to to find you and Martina and Zara to help launch and, and write that initiative. And now it's, you know, we're on issue 23 of our future newsletter. And I said, well, I want to do a sweatshirt so people can really feel part of this brand. So I created a beautiful petroleum blue hoodie with our logo and Elisa Sue, our first designer, helped me. And it was designed like an album tour. And I've sold nearly 60 of them to our biggest fans and People send me photos all the time of them going out and wearing it. And they tell other people, people ask about it. People ask if they can buy them. And, you know, we have our next merch in the works. And I think we're done with the sweatshirts now. But I I think, uh, and, th- and then I said, well, this is the business podcast for young people in October. I said, there needs to be peer-to-peer learning about how to be successful in business from students who have landed their dream jobs and who are exploring their careers and who are starting businesses even like myself. So I brought you on for the launch of that career series and we're focusing on some big industries like consulting and banking and we've done a bunch of other cool ones and we're really focusing on this careers content like how can you learn from people who are your own age or maybe a few years older than you about how to land these jobs and how to get into these industries and how to scheme your way to success as a young person in business. And then to speak to the evolution, I mean, more people come knocking. I mean, we have a, a rock star team of really passionate people who help out and, and build this brand every week. and. 
Jimmy Sikorevsky is our main newsletter writer, and it's brilliant. It's been amazing to watch him grow and expand his skills as a writer. And Sia came to me on Instagram. She's just a high schooler, and she's now our head of communications. She does an incredible job of working for us and doing a bunch of different things. She's a jack of all trades. And Zara, who's our newsletter editor, and and and, and Jack, who's also a newsletter writer and helps out with our Twitter and Josh, who came on as a COO, you know, over a month ago, and and Isaac, who's now our chief design officer, who has transformed the way our brand looks and feels. And there's more people than I can mention who've helped out in some way or another. I mean, maybe giving go back to Patrick, who launched our first website, which was another step and an evolution in this business. So it's amazing to see how far we've come. We are starting up this internship recruiting arm where we'll pair, you know, audience members with startups is something we're planning. And we're planning to kind of rebrand the newsletter to do more career stuff. And we're planning to launch career guides and sell career services. And we're thinking about bringing on our first brand sponsor soon. Uh, I I even had talks with people about bringing other creators to run their own shows within our future. So there's just so much on the table. It really is a matter of figuring out what is going to be the best use of limited resources. That's always the question, right? Like, one great example of kind of managing resources in business that I refer to all the time is from David Lee, which was, uh, the, he was the CFO of Impossible Foods. Um, and he said, you know, you have a castle, but you only have three people to defend it. W- where do you put them? So really, it's a matter of just, just figuring out like w- how, what we need to achieve in the short term and then how we can execute on that. And on that note, what can you tell us about the future of the brand? I know you mentioned career services and bringing on a brand sponsor, but what else is in the mix for our future? Well, I think from a really high level, I want to create the next great media brand. I want to be the number one source of business content on the internet for our generation. And I want to build a diehard community that lives for being ambitious and pursuing big ideas and being successful. And I want people to come to our future for internships, startup collabs, career prep, events. Like one day I wanna build an our future facility that is home to these incredible entrepreneurial spectacles, events, stunts, content creation. And there's just a, a huge vision for what this can be. I think in media, it's interesting, like you can build something so diverse with so many different services and elements of the business. I mean, I look at Gary Vee, who has his own consulting firm and then has these various sub brands of himself. And I think that our future can by all means be, you know, a mixture of Bloomberg and Barstool for business content for the young generation. So there's so many things. I think to, to just lean on some of the things we've done recently is we just released our first career guide for consulting. And that's taking all these insights we've learned from interviewing people in consulting. And, and putting that into an all-inclusive guide for anybody who's considering the industry. So if we can educate an entire generation on all these exciting and fascinating career paths in a fun, interesting, digestible way, we have a really, really exciting opportunity on our hands to be this watering hole of inspiration and insight where people come to just learn and can then act upon those learnings in, in different ways. And I think one thing I want to do is have more our future, uh, more opportunity to our future where you don't just listen to the podcast, you can go and do things beyond that. You can go apply to exclusive internships with our future, for example, you can go to exclusive recruiting events with our future. So 
that that's all in the works and, and all part of this idea of building this diehard community. Now, just taking a quick step back, you are not just the voice of this brand, as you've mentioned, you're the business side too. So can you tell us a little bit more about the challenges of not only hosting a podcast, but also being in the business of podcasting, not only now, but maybe in your early days as well? Right. So I, I, I still think now like the biggest problem is time management. Like because there's so much I want to do. There's so much content create. I want everything to go up there. I want to execute on all these things, but I don't have I don't have the time or the resources for it, right? So it goes back to deciding what you should be spending your time on and what's going to actually going to be valuable to taking your business in the gener- in the direction you want it to go. Michael, what's your one piece of career advice to anyone that's looking to build their own brand? Well, it's funny, Devna. I know you're a, a, a listener of the pod because that's always usually the last question I ask. Very rarely do I miss that question. It all comes back to doing something that you can't stop thinking about. Like I can't stop thinking about our future and building the next great media brand. Like it's all I want to do. It's all I want to spend my time on. I'm considering taking a gap semester this this semester and not going back to school because I love this so, so much. And I think about it. In the early days, I'd wake up at 6 a.m., you know, and not even set an alarm because I, my brain was just excited to, to get after it. You really do need to find that thing that you wake up in the morning for that you would do for free. My advice is just go try it. Just go do it. I think uh, for me, uh, at least, you can get started with no cost. Like you can write a newsletter. You can do a podcast. You can become a journalist. You can become a TikTok creator with no cost. So just do it. And if you really enjoy it and you can't stop thinking about it, then you're going to be successful, right? If, you, if you're like, okay, I have this business idea, well, start it. Start bringing the things together. But if you're not spending all day on it and every second you have spare time on it, then you're not going to be successful. So just find that thing. Just keep trying until you find the thing you can't stop thinking about. And when you find the thing you can't stop thinking about, that passion is just going to carry you forth into the future. Devanshi, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. It's it's still surreal that we're at episode 100. I think I have always had this day in my mind of hitting episode 100, and here we are. Uh, so now it's on to 200, on to 300, and beyond. And just want to thank you again for, for asking me these questions. Of course, it's my pleasure. And to everyone that's out there listening, make sure you're signed up for the newsletters that come out every Sunday. Some incredible content in there. I don't, I don't, don't plug the newsletter it. enough, but it's uh, on the pod, but it's it has some amazing stuff that we work so hard on. So thanks for, thanks for plugging it up. What do you have to do? Stay frosty. <laughs> <laughs>